On this week's episode of Cultivating Her Space. So abuse of any kind is a sign that this relationship needs to be done. And I understand the complexity involved when there is abuse. I understand the cycle of abuse. That oftentimes it takes us multiple attempts to walk away. But lady, you keep trying. Today's episode is sure to provide you with motivation, inspiration, or a fresh perspective. If you have any aha moments or appreciate anything from this episode, please leave us a review to let us know we're on the right track. Also, we release episodes every Friday, so be sure to subscribe on iTunes and visit cultivatingherspace.com to access our exclusive after show and other bonus content from the Patreon tab. Welcome to Cultivating Her Space, a podcast dedicated to uplifting women like you. We're your hosts, Dr. Dominique Broussard, a college professor and psychologist, and Terry Lomax, a techie and motivational speaker. In a world where Black women are often misrepresented and misunderstood, please join us as we initiate authentic conversations on everything from fibroids to fake friends and create a safe space where Black women can just be. Hey lady, it's Dr. Dom here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. Are you currently a resident of the state of California? and contemplating starting your therapy journey? Well, if so, please reach out to me at drdominiquebroussard.com. That's D-R-D-O-M-I-N-I-Q-U-E-B-R-O-U-S-S-A-R-D.com to schedule a free 15-minute consultation. I look forward to hearing from you. Our quote of the day. Y'all get ready for this one. Six letters, two words. Easy to say, hard to explain, harder to do. Move on. Now I'm going to run that back and say it one more time for the people in the back. Because as our quote emphasizes, it is hard to do. Six letters, two words. Easy to say, hard to explain, harder to do. Move on. The author of this genius quote is unknown. But T, this quote right here, this quote right here, ooh. Mm-hmm. This quote right here really hits. And when you read that, I was just like, but it's so hard. That's what I was thinking. But sometimes it's so hard. It is. Yeah. What do you think about this quote, Dom? You know... When I hear this quote, I think about all of the previous relationships, situationships, quick dating, whatever you want to call it, interactions with men in my life in the past, right? 
And I recognize that moving on is so complex and so nuanced. And it truly is dependent upon the circumstances in which you find yourself. I'm with you. I think that, I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head. It is complex. I think that the human experience is just complex. That's that's all I got. It's like, it's complex. So lady, we're just going to go ahead and just set the show up and just jump into this, this juicy conversation because it's complex and it's an important conversation and topic to talk about. And as we all know, relationships are a fundamental part of our lives, right? Providing love, companionship, support, all that good stuff. But what happens when a once thriving connection begins to fade? How do we know when it's time to let go, right? So lady, in this episode, we are going to cover nine signs that may indicate it's time to move on from a relationship. And these signs are crucial to recognize. They can also help us make difficult decisions for our own well-being, even though it may be very challenging and hard to do and the well-being of our partners. And so whether you're questioning the health of your own relationship or simply seeking a deeper understanding of the signs that can signal change, this episode is for you. And you definitely want to stay until the end because we want to give you an opportunity to ponder on some reflection questions and also share your insight on what are the signs that you think we need to be aware of and be thinking of when it comes to leaving a relationship. So Dom, I feel like we should dive into story time or some reflection questions to help ground us further before we jump into these seven or these nine signs, excuse me. Yes, nine signs, nine (laughs) signs. So I think it's important to think about, you know, what has kept you in a relationship past its expiration date? I know for me personally, when I when I hear that question, the first thing I think about is how do I know that we've hit an expiration date? Because sometimes you might be in denial. You might be not in tune. So the awareness isn't there to recognize that, yeah, this relationship has run its course. And so I think that that might be something that keeps you there past the expiration date because you don't even realize that you've hit that expiration date. Amen to that, which is why I think relationship check-ins are important because that just gives you space to reflect and, and, and align without having to potentially have an awkward conversation out of the blue. But girl, speaking of what's kept me in a relationship past this expiration date, let's jump into it. I'm going to share some of my personal experience, but also experiences of friends and whatnot and things that we probably all heard, right? So one, let's let's be real. Let's keep it a buck. Okay, the sex. Sometimes shit hit the fan. You know this relationship ain't going nowhere, but you're like, that did good. Thanks. Thanks. Good. Good it's, sex has kept plenty of people in a relationship wow. past this expiration. Wow. It's and that that makes it complex, right? Because you're like, you do my body so well. Like, I really love this part of the connection, but everything else is just 
shit show, right? So the sex, right? I would say also, Dom, I don't know if this is necessarily me, but I've heard friends talk about the comfort, right? You're just, you're accustomed to this person. You've it's been routine. with them. It's routine. It's a part of your routine, right? And you're comfortable. Like, why do I, I don't want to go meet someone else and do the extra work because this is my comfort zone, right? Dating in these streets is hard. So you might be yeah. like, I, I don't want to, I, I, I have my known, my known variable right here. Like, exactly. why do I need to add new things into the mix? Mm-hmm. Yep. This is what I know. I would say another is there's this idea that the time invested in something guarantees longevity or I'm trying to think of how to word that. Does that make sense, Dom? Like the time invested guarantees longevity. Does that make sense? It makes sense, but it doesn't. Like I exactly. know what you're, I understand you know what, what you're saying, saying okay. Okay. but I don't. I don't agree with that. You don't way subscribe of to that. <laughs> yes. 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 But, but have you seen people get caught up in that? Where you're like, you know what? Yes. But I've invested 15 years of my life in this relationship. I gotta make it work. I gotta stay. No, you, you really don't. No, you don't. That's 15 no, you don't. years of lived experience. It's 15 years mm-hmm. of lessons learned, and now you you are you can if you so choose go out and embark on a new journey and begin begin something new, right? So I would right. say that, boredom. Sometimes it's just like, mm-hmm. I'm just, it's Saturday night. I don't got shit to do. I'm gonna just call up, like, you know? Right, right. Two more. Another, not wanting to add to the body count. I think that is a thing. And it I is a thing that subscribe. we need to let go of. I was gonna say, I don't mm-hmm. subscribe to the body count. I feel like it's only, the body count, is only for women, apparently. Like when you go to social media or you have conversations with folks, it seems like it's primarily for women because men can out- just do whatever they want to do. That's what that's what I sensed. Um, but I don't subscribe to that lady. You do what you want to do. Do what you want yeah, to no. do with your body, mm-hmm. your body, your choice, okay? So that, I've definitely heard friends like, oh man, well, I want to keep my number down to three. So I'm just going to circle back to this toxic this toxic person because I just want to keep that number. Girl, you better go. You better go get you some. <laughs> For real. And be safe and all that. Just like be safe and, you know, secure, but go get you some. And then the last one I would say is last two would be like insecurity and loneliness. So I'm just going to say like as a, you know, mother that's two years postpartum, ooh, that experience is something else. Right. And I'm thinking about moms that I've talked to where it's like, well, my body's changed. Who else is going to want my body after having given birth and had these transitions? And my partner knows my body. They've been here. They're, they were on this journey with me. So going into a new person, eh, I'd rather just, again, go back to that comfort zone, right? So it could be some of the insecurities around body or other things. And then mm-hmm. also loneliness. Those are some of the things that I think keep people in a relationship past the expiration date. The children as well. The children as well. Yes, girl. Hey, lady. Have you ever been listening to the podcast and been like, damn, I wish I could be in the same room with Dr. Dom, T, and the other listening ladies? Well, you ain't the only one. Dom and I often talk about how we wish we could bring our authentic sisterhood energy to you in real life. So on Saturday, July 8th, 2023 at 7 p.m. We are hosting a live podcast show and meet and greet in Oakland, California. And guess what? 
Lady, you're invited. We even have an exclusive VIP experience where you can meet with us one-on-one -on -one and attend a twerk class with us if you so choose. Did somebody say, oh, you blatchet? Ew. The first 25 people to register will be entered into a raffle to win a Cultivating Her Space podcast swag bag worth more than $250. Visit herspacepodcast.com to learn more and register today before tickets sell out. People are more likely to say in marriages and say that it's, it's for the kids. Mm -hmm. And I cannot stress enough that the kids should not be the reason that you stay. The kids actually should be the reason that you leave. Mm -hmm. Because the kids, whether they are articulating it to you or not, they are observing and yes. absorbing all of those interactions between you and your partner. Mm -hmm. And you choosing to stay for them is not going to be healthy for your kids in the long run. Your kids are going to start acting out. Your relationship with them may change. And you are also modeling for them and setting the foundation for how they view relationships in the future. And so while it might not be easy, if the kids are the reason, the sole reason that you're trying to stay, let's turn that around and make the kids the sole reason why you want to leave because you want to create a healthier environment for them. Yeah, I would agree with that, Dom. And you hear that often, right? People say they stay for the kids. And of course, lady, everyone has their own journey. We always want to say, you're going to you know, do what's best for you. I personally do subscribe to the belief that mommy, the, like the parents need to be okay as individuals in order for them yes. to show up for the children. Yes. And the thing about it is children are resilient. I would much rather, I think about my upbringing and I'm like, I think that you know, certain people in my family probably should have separated versus mm -hmm. having us in a toxic environment. Because my thing is, why be dysfunctional as fuck and have us in this abusive, dysfunctional environment just to say, oh, we stayed together. We've been married for X amount of years. But it was still toxic and detrimental to our, our growth and development. Yes. Whereas you could have just separated. Did you had, you know, whatever, if, if the kids are going back and forth to environments, Maybe it would be a more positive environment because the two people are not together in this toxic space. So I think that doing what's best for the adults and children are, of course, keeping the children in mind, right? Like, so having a safe and secure yes. environment for them, but making sure that the adults are whole and supported and they're on their growth journey because kids are resilient. They're going to be okay. And I think that a child will thrive a lot better with positive, free happy parents than yes. parents that are just trying to stay together to meet this, I don't know, societal expectation or to just to say that they've been together for X amount of years. That just, it doesn't right. make sense to me. So it doesn't, it doesn't. Shall we jump into these nine signs? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. So number one lady is lack of mutual respect. Okay. <laughs> lack of mutual respect. Respect in a relationship is important in general, right? And I think that when you, when it comes to, oh goodness, Dom, this is a this is an interesting one to me because I think that the standard 
of respect that we have in a relationship will differ. I know that there are some couples and some people that I know who have like a, y'all, it's been a long day. I feel like my words are escaping me, but they have a unique sense of humor, I'll say, or a rough sense of humor. So they may call each other names and things like that. For my standard of respect, we don't do that. We're not playing those games. Like we're not calling each other names. That's just my personal standard. So I think that at the end of the day, you have to have a baseline for what does respect mean and look like to you and then go from there, right? Because everyone's everyone's version is going to be different. I know some people who are more roughhouse, they want to play, they want to have that type of banter and then others, it may not connect with them. Now, when I think about disrespect for me, that's belittling, like belittling someone, dismissing them, disregarding their feelings or opinions. That's what I see as disrespect in general. What do you think about this particular sign, Dom? Yeah, I think you covered it. I think that this is like you as an individual, you know what respect looks like for you. Mm -hmm. Right. You know what's what's needed for you to feel respected in by your partner. And if you are not seeing that and conversely, if you are not able to give your partner the respect that they are looking for, because there are times Let's just be real. There are times when you lose respect for a person in your life. And if it's your partner, then that means that you are then starting to engage in unhealthy dynamics with them because you don't respect them. Yes. Mm. And so when there is no longer mutual respect, it's time to go. It's time to move on. Yeah. That's a huge one, Dom. It can definitely erode the foundation of a relationship. And I think back to moments where someone where someone did something and I lost respect for them. And it just give, it gives you a certain type of energy. Like there are certain things I may not have said or done before, but now that I don't have respect for you, it's just like, fuck all that. Like I, right. I talk to you a little crazy. Like I'll just treat you a certain way. Cause it's like, oh no, you did this. I don't respect you anymore. And now we're moving into dangerous territory, right? Cause it's like a down, exactly. down slope. Yeah, not good, not good. Not good. So then that takes us to number two. Persistent negative patterns. So to me, persistent negative patterns can look like. Poor hygiene. It can look like. Substance abuse. Not. And I want to be clear and differentiate between substance use and abuse. It is substance abuse. So, and it's interfering with how they treat you. It's interfering with their day-to-day functioning. It's a pro- At that point, it's a problem. Negative patterns can also look like how they engage with you and with those around them. And so it can also look like they are no longer meeting financial obligations. Or maybe they've picked up gambling or some other addiction that is, again, interfering with your and their day-to-day living. So to me, those are the persistent negative patterns. And when you have these persistent negative patterns that they aren't changing, 
it's a problem. It's time to it's time to move on. It's time to go our separate ways. That is so good. I didn't even think about hygiene, Don. That's a really great one to bring up. I one of the things that this particular sign brings up for me is this question of how do you feel in your relationship most of the time? Mm-hmm. Because things are going to happen. Like we all have some type of toxic behavior or something, right? But when you think about the the key word here is pattern. What's happening on a consistent right. basis? So is it constant arguments, emotional manipulation, cycles of hurt and confusion or cycles of hurt and forgiveness or unforgiveness or confusion where someone's gaslighting you, trying to make you you know, confused and question your reality, things of that nature. So I think thinking about the patterns, but also are they on a journey to personal growth? Are they trying to change? I know when I first got into my relationship, I was, I had some communication, some, some poor communication. <laughs> okay. My style of communicating <laughs> was not very good, but I was on a journey to work on it. So I was progressively yeah. getting better over time versus me just being stagnant and just being like, oh, well, this is the way I am. I, it just, it is what it is. And that's just what it is, you know? So I think that's yeah. a really, really, yeah, that's a good one. Great points there. Now, this takes us to number three, which is apologies with no changed behavior. I mean, if you're going to be apologizing Okay, cool. But like, what is your action plan? That's my question. Right. What is your action plan? Mm -hmm. Kind of going back to what we just said to ensure that you're progressive, progressively getting better. Like you're, you're actually making an attempt. You're not just paying me lip service. And I am a project manager at heart. There are certain areas in my life that I want to develop personally. And if I don't write it down and create a plan for that, it usually isn't going to happen. So I think that it may sound a bit prescriptive or silly or, oh, that's too much. Well, if you want to change behavior and you really care about your relationship, I believe that people should be making an effort to reprogram them, themselves in their mind to do better. Because a lot of exactly. us are just working on our the program, right? The programming that we got growing up. And what we've done in yep. all previous relationships. And so it isn't going to take just one conversation to undo that. It really does take intentionality, reprogramming, some exercises, maybe some journaling, maybe some therapy. It's going to take some, some, some work, right? It didn't, you didn't get there overnight. So it's going to take some time to reprogram yourself. What do you think, Dom? So I think that that's an important thing to acknowledge, right? That while we're saying apologies with no change behavior, We're not expecting the change behavior to occur immediately, right? But if this person keeps apologizing and the behavior continues to occur and there is no sign of changing the behavior. So let's say that the behavior you're looking for them to change is going to take 10 steps. and. They've apologized twice. You don't see any of the steps taking place. That's how you know it's time to move on, right? But if they've apologized twice and they're on like step three, that's something we can work with because they're they're taking the steps to change the behavior. But if they get stuck at step three, and then they're continuing to engage in that behavior, we got a problem. 
and it's time to move on. Also, Dom, I think a really good question to ask a partner, if y'all, if you're serious about your relationship now, ask your partner as you're having conversations and you notice that certain patterns are coming up, right? Because when you're in a relationship for a long time, or not even a long time, when you're in a relationship for a period, you start to notice patterns. So at yes. some point when you can, when you see that the pattern is persistent, it might be wise to ask, what are you doing to ensure that this doesn't happen again? Yes, you may make right. a mistake, but what are you actively doing on your end to ensure that you're at least making some type of progress? Because mm-hmm. you can't keep apologizing and keep doing the same thing over and over because it's not getting us anywhere. So yeah, yep, great, great points. And so then that takes us to sign number four, consistent mind games and gaslighting. Now, lady, we have multiple episodes where we have addressed this issue. So season 17, episode three, what gaslighting, red flags and manipulation looks like. Season 10, episode two, is your partner a narcissist? Diving into Dr. Romani Diversla's Narcissism Quiz. Season 10, Episode 3, How to Finally Leave Your Narcissistic Partner with Dr. Romani Diversla. So we give you the signs of how to identify that your partner is gaslighting you, that your partner might be narcissistic. If you believe that your partner is gaslighting you and there are frequent mind games and going back to signs two and three, there's these apologies with no change behavior and the gaslighting continues and the mind games and manipulation continue. It's time to move on. Lady, you deserve much better than that. Yes, we have a ton of episodes about this topic, so you could definitely dive in deeper. There are two things I want to add, Dom, and, and I really feel like you put you hit the nail on the head with this one. I would say, lady, as you're in your relationship and you start to notice these moments of like, wait a second, that didn't happen. Like if they say little things like that, start to take notes. I feel like taking notes and journaling or creating voice notes about certain instances that saved me so many times because sometimes we can low key gaslight ourselves mm-hmm. and or just believe the other person. We just mean, well, we wouldn't gaslight people intentionally. So when someone does it to us, we're like, oh, maybe they maybe I did forget that. Right. So you ask them a question about, you know, where were you at on Friday night or what'd you do? And the story ends up changing when you get, you know, you get more details later. And you're like, wait a second, that don't sound right. Or they start to make you question reality. Like you say one thing and they're like, oh, yeah, remember you left the keys in this compartment. And you're like, I definitely didn't do that. Make a note of those things so that you can check yourself and have a backup and have a witness within yourself. All right, lady. That moves us on to number five, which is misaligned life goals and values. And honestly, here, Dom, I feel like people just, people often roll apart and there's nothing wrong with that. It's okay. I think that, you know, we evolve and change at different paces within relationships. And so if you find that, you know, you really feel called and led to, I don't know, move to Ghana and I don't know, pursue a career out there and your partner really wants to stay in the Midwest or something, right? Like you just have totally different life paths that you did not foresee when you got together. 
like it might be time. You may not want to do that long distance, right? Like you may not want to do that. It may be time to shift, or maybe you're just on a different path and you've adopted new values that conflict with the other person, or maybe you're into a different religious or spiritual lifestyle and it just doesn't connect. I personally believe that forcing anything is just going to strain the relationship. So sometimes you just got to let what they say, let bygones be bygones and just be like, all right, it was fun while it lasted. We had a good experience. We learned a lot. And let's keep it pushing. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I think the thing is, is that like once you if you've done the work, right, like you and your partner are recognizing that you're misaligned on your life goals and values. Communication is key. You have the conversation about it. If you all are not able to get on the same page, maybe you try couples therapy, right? Maybe you have dig into what's at the root of this, right? Because maybe the misalignment is more like a misunderstanding. That maybe at the root, the goals and values are still the same, but the route to get there might be different. And if the route to get there is different, but the goals and values are still the same, that's something that can be worked with. But you all have to have the hard conversations. And if you've had the hard conversations and it's still clear, it's very clear that you are misaligned, it's okay to let go. And it'll be hard, but it's okay to let go. That takes us to sign number six. Emotional or physical abuse. I would also add in there financial abuse, sexual abuse. So abuse of any kind is a sign that this relationship needs to be done. And I understand the complexity involved when there is abuse. I understand the cycle of abuse, that oftentimes it takes us multiple attempts to walk away. But lady, you keep trying. And get help, get the access, the resources that you need to support you in that decision to walk away. But whenever there is abuse of any kind, this is not the relationship for you. It's time to walk away. Amen to that, Dom. And I would say even if that's abuse of your children or children that are in your care or even family members, because oftentimes if someone is abusing someone else, a lot of times that abuse is going to end up coming to you at some point. Right. So they may be projecting that onto someone else, but it may come back. It may come around to you. So yes, ladies, you got this. Keep trying. And Dom, I think you. Yeah, I think you covered that one. So I'm going to go ahead and move on to number seven, which is persistent unhappiness and unfulfillment. And this kind of goes back to that question. I asked earlier where I said, you know, how do you feel most of the time in your relationship? And yeah, I mean, if you think, if you ask yourself that question and be reflective, I think sometimes life can be so busy. We have so much going on and it's easy to get caught up into our routine, right? Like you're just caught up in the routine. And I know some people who are like that now and there is no happiness. There is no joy. There is no fulfillment. There is no romance and they're staying because of the children. They're staying because I literally remember someone 
we can't give names and stuff like that. I got to protect, you know, people's identity. But someone literally was like, I'm waiting for this, my partner to like pass away. They have children and everything. And it's a toxic, dysfunctional relationship. And they're just waiting for the other person to die. So they don't have to Mm. make the move and leave. And it's just sad because it's like, in the meantime, you're still dealing with all the dysfunction and you're kind of just, you're just suffering, you know? And so thinking about, yeah personal growth of your own. I just think about sometimes it's so powerful to be able to step out and find your own happiness. If that relationship is no longer providing you with the, or providing you with the fulfillment or happiness that it once did, or that you desire and need based on who you are today. And I think, you know, I think it's important to also clarify that the, that the unhappiness and unfulfillment is persistent, Mm -hmm. right? Yes. That the reality of any relationship is that you are not going to be happy and fulfilled every single day, every single moment of that relationship. Let's just let's just take that fantasy off the table. That would be amazing if life were like that. But that's why it's a fantasy, because that's not reality. That's not how real life works. After that honeymoon phase. Because I know we all enjoy that honeymoon phase of the relationship where you wake up smiling because you and your boot thing just like y'all is peaches and cream. It's it's, everything is roses. Right. And then you wake up one day and you're like, you look over and he might be snoring. He might be farting. And you're like, what did I sign up for? But that's. That's today. Tomorrow you might wake up and you might be, I I love his stinky parts. Like, and then the next day you might wake up and you're like, you know what? That snoring works on my nerves, but I don't know if I would be happy if I didn't hear that snoring every night. And then maybe two months from now, you're like, if this dude don't get up out my face, I'm 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 so done. I need to I need a vacation from him. That's the cycle of relationships. Like it it makes sense that that will happen. But if you find yourself, it's when you find yourself in a space of more days than not, more moments than not. You find yourself feeling unhappy and unfulfilled. And you've communicated what you need. You've communicated what you want. Nothing is changing. That's the persistent unhappiness and unfulfillment. And that's when it's time to let go. That is a great distinction, Dom. And the other thing that I meant to say that and I want to emphasize is that we're not talking about you looking for happiness and fulfillment from the partner. I believe that that needs to come from within. So you yes. being happy within yourself, you being a whole and fulfilled within yourself. Yes. But if there are certain relationship needs that are being met or if that person is just down, like they're just bringing everything down and they're presenting an energy that is bringing about unfulfillment and unhappiness then that's, and again, it's persistent, right? That's what we're talking about there. Yeah, 
Yeah. And being clear, too, that of what that persistence really looks like. Right. And recognizing that when particularly when you're married, you take that vow of in sickness and in health. So we're not saying your partner is sick and you're feeling unfulfilled and you're unhappy. I'm walking away. That's not what I'm saying. I want to be clear. So don't come for me. If your partner don't come for me for that. What I'm saying is all things being equal. No major life changes. You are finding yourself feeling consistently unhappy and unfulfilled. Then it's time to walk away. And so then that takes us to sign number eight. And I believe that this one is one that really is a catch-all. Violating your non-negotiables. I just want to be clear that when you are, before you get into a relationship, you should be clear. And every now and then you go through and you reevaluate this list. Because things change as you go through life. Because my list of non-negotiables and needs and wants has definitely shifted from when I was 20. And so when you have your list of non-negotiables, and I want to be clear also that a non-negotiable is the thing that if your partner does this, you are out the door, right? And For each individual, your non-negotiables is going to be different. Personally, physical abuse is on that list of non-negotiables, right? That's something that if this happens, we don't need to have any conversation. I'm out. We are done. Done, done. Okay? Put your hands on me and I'm out. Cheating. For some people, that's a controversial non-negotiable. For some people, they might not automatically walk out that door if their partner cheats. There may be conversations. So then that's not a non-negotiable. A faithful partner might be a need, but it's not a non-negotiable. Again, your non-negotiables are the things that if X happens, then I am out the door. Period. Goodbye. Moving on. I love, Don, that you mentioned the fact that this is something we should be thinking about before getting into a relationship, right? Not once you're in a relationship and you're like, all right, let me figure out. I mean, if you do it, then better late than never, right? But it's so important to... I think this just goes back to the idea, and we've talked about this on the podcast, just knowing yourself, dating yes. yourself, being in tune with yourself prior to being in the relationship so that you are grounded in who you are, what you bring to the table, what you're going to tolerate, what you're not going to put up with, what your non-negotiables yes. are, so that you're just very clear in that honeymoon phase. and like, oh my God, I'm so in love. That doesn't cloud our judgment, right? Yes. So we're going to do a quick recap. But first lady, we said we have nine signs. Well, Mm -hmm. actually what we want you to do is go to our Instagram, 
at Her Space Podcast and just scroll down the Instagram based on when this episode's drop and just look for the red square. When you see the red square on our Instagram, go ahead and drop your sign as in not your Zodiac sign. Go ahead and drop the ninth sign. What would you add to this list that we've already created for you? So we're going to go ahead and circle back. We have number one, lack of mutual respect. We have number two, persistent negative patterns. Number three, apologies with no change behavior. Number four, consistent mind games and gaslighting. Number five, misaligned life goals and values. Number six, emotional or physical abuse. Number seven, persistent unhappiness and unfulfillment. Number eight, violating your non-negotiables. And number nine, that is on you, ladies. So go connect with us on Instagram at Herspace Podcast and drop your answer on the red square. Hey, now, Dom, I guess it's time for us to move to the after show. But lady, we do have a reflection question that Dom and I are going to, we have a couple questions that we're going to dive into in the after show. So if you want to tune into the after show, you can visit herspacepodcast.com, click on the Patreon tab, and that'll take you over to the after show where you can see us on video and get more exclusive content. But the, the question here is, do you recognize any patterns or themes in your relationship that may indicate a need for change? And what steps can you take to address these signs and make decisions that align with your well-being? So hopefully you can reflect on the episode, the signs that we shared, and think about where you stand in your current relationship. Thanks for joining us today. Please note that our show may contain conversations about self-help, advice, self-empowerment, and mental health but is by no means meant to be a substitute for an ongoing formal relationship with a trained mental health provider. If you or someone you know is in need of mental health care, please visit the Therapy for Black Girls directory, Psychology Today, or contact your insurance provider. If you liked what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, visit our website at herspacepodcast.com and be sure to click the Patreon tab to get access to video content, bonuses, and our weekly after show. And before we meet again, repeat after me. I am worthy of what I desire, period.